Tales from the Riverbank, number three. I want to tell you about a love affair, a failed love affair. We first met when I was at school. She was older than me and incredibly beautiful. We lived some distance apart, but met when we could. Although older, she was, I thought, flattered by my juvenile, moon-faced longings. There was an innocence about these meetings, grabbed moments of togetherness, I was quite happy just to walk beside her and soak up her beauty. As I grew older, my explorations of her form became, shall we say, more adventurous. But it led nowhere. Beneath her beauty, she could be shallow and, as I was to find out, dangerous company. Prone to turbulent outbursts of violent, fast-changing moods, I sometimes never knew where I stood. There was an inherent danger to her lurking beneath the surface, which threatened to take me, quite literally, in over my head. Over the years, we eventually drifted apart. She was a lady many of you may know. She was the River Gelt. Now, many years later, with this dry, glorious summer making conditions perfect, I decided to reacquaint myself with this most fickle of small rivers. Despite the passing of the years, I was still very much in love with her. Or so I thought. Could she love me back? I'd done the last couple of river walks by following the actual river bed, exploring parts of well-known areas from a new perspective. This one, on the Gelt, was to be the same. Now I'm sure many of us have walked through the Gelt Woods along the well-trodden path between Lower and Middle Gelt, but how many of us have walked the river itself? A river that you cannot actually see much of from the footpath, as it's hidden beneath canopies of beech and sycamore, hemmed in by the sheer sandstone cliffs, well below where the path takes you. If you want to try it for yourself, a couple of words of warning first. This is the white water rafting, the north face of Everest of river walks. It is rocky, the water can be cold, and it's physically a hard old graft. But love, as they say, is blind, and I gave it a go. The name of the Gelt has two sources. It comes from the Celtic Irish word gilt, meaning lunatic, and from the Old English word geld, meaning gold. Both are apt. It is known locally as the Mad River. You've certainly got to be a bit mad to walk it, but it does offer hidden treasures if you do. Along the journey through this hidden gorge, I disturbed a buzzard as it drank from the clear, fast-moving waters. Dippers led me deeper and deeper beneath the kermit green canopies of the trees, as they fussed around the rocks in their starched white bibs like waitresses at a lion's tea room. Two jays with their kingfisher blue wing stripes raucously taunted me as I struggled through yet another shallow set of rapids. I walked and waded in the footsteps of Roman legionnaires who had quarried these massive sandstone cliffs centuries before. Their chisel marks and graffiti are still visible but are small and insignificant compared to the carvings of the floodwaters of millennia that cut this valley through the soft sandstone that now towers overhead. 
Smaller versions of the Lady Gelt's carving prowess dot this secret landscape. Perfectly round holes, the pots and pans as they are known, are evidence of pebbles being forced round and round by the fast-moving water and make for a myriad of unusual shapes and forms. Tree roots are exposed along the banks, mangrove forest-like in their twisted, sun-bleached, dark beauty. I swam in a perfectly carved rectangular pool in water that was crystal clear beneath the glassy green surface that mirrored the beech leaves above. As I swam, tiny droplets of this emerald green liquid cascaded through my fingers. I came across a bank of shingle on one of the many smooth sandstone plates that formed the riverbed. The shingle was Roman road straight and brought to mind again the ghosts of legionnaires who were here long before me. Skinny trout were my other river company. Small and agile, they snatched at any morsel of insect life that passed them by. Perfectly still against the pale sandstone, they would flick into life if I got too close and disappear into the shadows of the deeper pools. And everywhere, cliffs and overhanging rocks that channel the midday sunlight that dances through the leaves into the burnished still waters of the river, turning these clear waters into a palette of green, red and inky blues. I saw just one person and a dog along the way at the aptly named Hellbeck, the place where the footpath joins again a short stretch of the river before cutting back into the woods. But did I fall in love again? I don't mean with the lady and the dog. I mean, did I fall in love with that other lady, the Gelt? Well, the honest answer is no. She had abused my aging body just once too often. I chucked her, I ditched her, I turned my back on her. She needed a younger man than me, I decided. A short distance from the middle Gelt railway bridge, I wearily clambered back onto the footpath and said my farewells. My body ached and my heart was pounding. The fast flutter of young love had turned into the overworked beatings of a tired old git. It was, though, a fantastic adventure, and she remains very special to me, despite the fact she is such hard work to be with at times. In retrospect, this walk is probably not strictly allowed, and I probably ended up trespassing at some point on the wrong side of the river, which is privately owned. For this, I apologise, but it was either that or be swept to a watery grave, so a no-brainer, really. As I said before, love is blind. My pounding heart and aching body now need time to recover, and my river walks are on hold for a while as holidays beckon. But if this summer continues as it is, I may get out again. Give these river walks a go in my absence. You yourself may fall in love in the most unexpected of places.